respect you. I promise to love, to cherish, and protect you. From this day forward. Till death do us part. I remember our wedding so clearly. It was a perfect day, the day I had dreamed of for so long. My dress was gorgeous, the flowers were beautiful, all of our friends and family were there to help us celebrate. It was just wonderful. And there was this moment right before I walked down the aisle when I just looked up to heaven and I, I just was so thankful to God for giving me this man. I almost peed in my pants. <laughs> No, seriously, I did. It almost peed in my pants. I forgot to go before the ceremony started. And there I am standing in front of 300 of our closest friends, uh, you know. And uh, I'm nervous. I'm like, don't lock your legs and breathe and don't pee in yourself. And then it happened. The, the doors came open and I saw her for the first time and she took my breath away. And I didn't want it back again. <sighs> Thank you. And then our honeymoon was also equally amazing. We got to go on this cruise to all these tropical islands, and every time we got off, we'd just get to walk on the beach and have romantic dinners, holding hands. It was just, it was like a scene out of The Bachelor. I, <laughs> I just, I think it was so wonderful because we were just so in love. Yeah, we, we passed these street vendors while we were there. I don't, I'm not sure what island it was, but I, I saw this uh, amber-colored necklace. And, and we didn't have much, but when I picked it up and I saw it against her skin, I, I knew that she had to have it because she, she was worth it. You know, we didn't want that to ever end, that time that we had. But, but then, then we, we went, went home. home. Once we got home, it was like this weird thing started happening. We couldn't really communicate anymore. Um, I really honestly think that aliens might have snuck into our bedroom, scooped out his brain, and replaced it with gummy bears. Um, hey, babe. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, did you know that, um, are these your dirty dishes in the sink? Yeah, uh-huh. Whatever, babe. Sure. You know we do have a dishwasher. Yep, yep, um, yep, you're a great one, too. Did he just say that? Um, so, honey, don't forget my mom's birthday parties this weekend. I know you're really looking excited to that. Sure, yep, okay, babe, sure, whatever, sweetie. So this might be a good time just to um, remind you, I was thinking of selling your golf clubs so I could be, pay for that um, coach purse I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, whatever. See what I mean? Gummy bears. Hey, babe, can you keep it down? The rockets are in a nail biter here. I can't believe it. And uh, after the honeymoon, I think my wife secretly took uh, classes at the college on foreign language because suddenly everything that she was saying, none of it made any sense at all. Um, babe, what do you think about this shirt? Yeah, uh, it looks great. I like it. So you don't like the color? No, that's not what I said. If you don't like the color, just say you don't like the color. I can't believe I ever even bothered to look nice for him. He never notices. What just happened here? Why don't you think I'm pretty? I do think you look pretty. Well, you never tell me. Uh, 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you look pretty. Well, you can't say it now. I just told you to say it. That totally doesn't count. Well, how am I supposed to know what to say if you don't tell me what I'm supposed to say? I can't believe he doesn't love me anymore. What? What? And, and I don't know if you know this, kids, but when you get married you, married, you start to learn things about people that you never knew existed. For example, I don't know if you know this about Melanie, but her hair, it sheds all over the house. And, and each month I have to like fish out like something looks like a guinea pig out of each drain. Okay? Okay, most of you know this about him because you've been out to eat with him, but he chomps on his ice so loudly the neighbors down the hall, all the way down the block can hear you. Hey, quite frankly, I'm getting a little nervous because I think I married my mother. Well, I wouldn't have to act like his mother if he wouldn't act like such a child. I mean, close the refrigerator door, take the trash out, put the clothes in the hamper. How difficult is it to obey? Hey, FYI, she can't cook. In fact, I think that she's trying to secretly kill me by poisoning the food. The food. Two words. Back hair. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> Have I mentioned that he still has his action figure collection from junior high? Can you believe that she would actually make fun of me for having an action figure collection? From junior high! He is totally addicted to TV. She's a totally addicted to, to purses. And I don't know how, in a, a house that's only 2,000 square feet, that you can lose 500 things that are this big. How? I thought we were supposed to be on the same team. I still am on the same team, but you, like, defected to some team in Russia in your mind. That doesn't even make sense. You, well, you don't make any sense. Your gummy bears don't make any sense. Well, well, you're stupid. You're stupid. Well, how do you think I got this way? <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. You know, the purpose of marriage is not to make us just, to make us happy. But it's also to make us holy, like him. I promise to honor, love, and respect you as you become more like him. And I promise to love, cherish, and protect you as you become like him. Like him. Just like him. You know, it's not going to be easy. But, but guess what? Marriage, it's, it's good. And something that's this good, it's worth fighting for. So I don't know about you. Maybe you found out about the same time I did that Pastor Jeffrey wasn't going to be here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had about 10 minutes on you. Uh, and and I, I was texting with him, uh, which can always be fun when you're loopy. You know, but but he kept it short. Uh, but he he just kind of. I remember there's been a couple other times when he's been sick, kind of last minute like this throughout the years that we've been here, and uh, I still remember the first time, and I'll never forget the last time. <laughs> but uh, 
he, he said, you know, he always has this kind of mentality, always, it doesn't happen all the time, but when, when this has happened in the past, it's like, you just get up, tell them to fill in the blanks, and let them go to lunch early. <laughs> and uh, some of you are really, really hoping that's what I'm going to do, aren't you? <laughs> Not happening. Uh, for one, my chances are kind of winding down to be in this place with you like this. And this is something I love to do, and this is home for us. Uh, and it will feel that way for a while, I know. Um, and my family will still be here a month from now. Uh, so I need your help to make sure that uh, the home is still home for them. But uh, when I realized what the, uh, the area that we were going to be looking at was this morning, I said, it's more than fill in the blanks because uh, those of you who are close to me know this is a pretty important thing to me. Over the last year, I think I worked with nine couples with uh, pre-marriage counseling and uh, weddings and uh, got to travel to Arkansas for one of my favorite teenagers of all of our years in youth ministry here and, and his wedding. And uh, that was a, a very cool experience. I'm really hot all of a sudden, and not like in a heat way, but like sound here. Uh, uh, but I, I've just had the opportunity, and, and marriage is really, really important to me, obviously because I'm married, it needs to be. Uh, but just what marriage is and what it says to our world. And because the language of the Bible speaks so much about this idea of marriage, whether it's marriage between spouses or this marriage language that uh, explains, helps us to understand uh, God's uh, covenant with us. And so marriage is real important to me, and I've read several books, and I have a couple I really enjoy, I think are really good. One of them is really long. Uh, in fact, marriage is so important to me and, and good and right thinking about marriage that over, before last year when we did the walk through the Bible, I had asked every life group to study one specific book. And I'll, I'll mention it in a moment. But uh, the notes, the fill in the blanks are Pastor Jeffries. I just think they're good enough that I could use them. And, and so I, I came up with my own thoughts to his blanks. Or something like that. So, <laughs> if you're here with us this morning, don't worry. It all gets better. <laughs> but very first thing, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. If you have your Bible, you need to open it this morning. Whether it's on your phone or it's printed, I just want you to turn to it. I, Josh, I'm getting a lot of ring up here. Uh... Josh was scrambling like the rest of the behind-the-scenes people here this morning. And you know, a good sound and, and audio, video lighting people, the best ones you never notice. And most of the time, we never notice that they're here. So, just real quick, just say thanks. They've been scrambling uh, like all of us this morning. But Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, and if you have your pen or a highlighter or a pencil or something, you need to pull it out because you just really need to shorten this verse. It's not that the verse is too long, 
But do you ever have those sentences that, that they could have ended a lot sooner and, and maybe been more powerful? This is one of those. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Marriage should be honored by all, period. Enough said. Let's go home, right? Except that there's blanks to fill in. Your first blank, honor equals high value. Marriage should be honored by all. We should give marriage high value whether or not we are married. One of the things, I know one of the life groups, I was so glad that this came up because it helped me learn something. Uh, when, when I was asking the life group leaders to do this particular study called Sacred Marriage, one of the groups has about half the people or so that, that are not married. And their question was, well, what are we going to do? You know? And I said, study it. We all need to know how to honor marriage because we all know somebody who is married, and we, know not, we need to know how to honor their marriage even if we don't need to honor one of our own. And so, honor is high value. In a letter to a, a newly married couple from his prison cell in Nazi Germany, pastor, theologian, and martyr Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote these words. Kim, I, I, I read this to Brandon and Molly in their wedding. I read it, I've read it to others in their, their weddings as well. He said, marriage is more than your love for each other. It has a higher dignity and power. For it is God's holy ordinance through which He wills to perpetuate the human race till the end of time. In your love, you see only, two, you see only your two selves in the world. But in marriage, you are a link in the chain of the generations which God causes to come and to pass away to His glory and were calls into His kingdom. In your love, you see only the heaven of your own happiness. But in marriage, you are placed at a post of responsibility towards the world and mankind. Your love is your own private possession, but marriage is more than something personal. It is a status, an office. Just as it is the crown and not merely the will to rule that makes the king, so it is marriage and not merely your love for each other that joins you together in the sight of God and man. And so in the church, we believe because of what we understand the Bible to say that marriage is a covenant relationship. Author Gary Thomas in his book, Sacred Marriage, if you haven't read it, I would just encourage you to do it. And he has a lot of other books, and they all seem to start with the word sacred. <laughs> uh, but but I, really, I really think he's on to something. And, and he understands that, that marriage is to be a, a holy event and status in the life of humans. And it is that status and that event, that, that being, that way of existing, that helps us understand God more. The tagline, the subtitle of the book is, What if God intended marriage to make us holy even more than to make us 
happy. The, the skit with Pastor Matt and Melanie, they alluded to that, right? Because there are times when uh, we speak foreign languages to each other, don't we? There are times when we completely don't comprehend the other, and there are times when we can't stand the person we've married. There are times when we get so sideways that we don't want to be in the same home. And that's where the pursuit of holiness needs to take over our immaturities to become who God created us to be. The question then becomes, well, okay, I want to be holy, so I buy into this. But my spouse, he's not interested. She's not interested. So what about then? That's where we begin to understand what a covenant actually is. See, a, a, a contract is an item that we sign. It's an agreement we go into that if the other person says, I'm not up for it anymore, then we're out of it. We, we don't have to follow through on our end. A covenant says, even if they don't, I will. God does not do contracts. And every one of us in here ought to be very thankful that that's true. Because if so, he'd have given up on us a long time ago. Right? God is a God of covenants. And we read it throughout his Bible. And we see it in people's lives today. And we believe it because we believe in this thing called provenient grace. That, that when we don't deserve it, God continues to extend himself to us. I'm thankful because I have not been perfect in my relationship with Jen. I have not been perfect in my pursuit of God. And so I personally am very grateful that God is a God of covenant and not a God of contracts. You know, we're, for those of you who this isn't your first Sunday, uh, you know, if this is your first Sunday, this is one of my last here. God has called us to another church in Oklahoma. And, but, so now is this thing of like trying to like fit in all of my closest friends before I leave to hang out. Well, my closest friend, besides my wife, calls me yesterday and says, pizza and hot tub. I'm up for that. Well, I tell you what, pizza is always a good answer. And, and a hot tub hanging out with my best friend on a beautiful, cool evening, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Jen was asleep. She's homesick, too. The boys, I put them down, and I was out, and, and we had fun. Um, we were talking about, we got, weird, we got talking about marriage last night. And, and we were talking about some things and just talking about the strength of the church and and uh, some things that, that we both hope to see for this church in the future, but God's church globally in the future, and, and some of my thoughts on what I think it might look like at 20 years from now, and, and we were talking about some of those things. But we, got, we got talking about marriage and faith walking, and, and I, I made a comment to him. I, I said, I believe 
the significant problem with the way we understand marriage today is that we believe the state or the government has more power than the church when it comes to marriage. Here's my thought. Where do you go for your marriage license? You go to the state, you go to the government, right? But then, but then we think that we need to go to the church to be married or to a pastor to be married. And so I think some of our problems is, and, and when we wrestle with this question of, of homosexual relationships and, and, and uh, homosexual marriage and marriage equality, and, and these are things that the church has to, to uh, very, very carefully look at the Word of God on how we to respond. But as the church, as long as we um, play second fiddle to the state for what marriage is to be, we will always have a lower view of marriage than God has. And, and I am not making a stand here this morning to cause arguments. I am making a stand for what God said marriage is to be. And that is holy, and you can stop there. Now, um, what else did I say, Fareed? <laughs> no, don't say anything. <laughs> Not, <laughs> we, this church, have to set the example. The reason marriage is, needs to be important and a holy understanding of marriage needs to be important in our lives today is because the greatest way that we will impact our society and its views on marriage and relationships and anything else related to humanity is how we live out our own. If, if your marriage isn't great, join the crowd. There's plenty of those. But if you bash your spouse, if, if, you, if you take a, a perspective and, and you say, oh, look at me, it, I'm going to do the church thing and it's going to be all good, but, but your neighbors know it ain't, then you need to get right with God. And then you need to get right with your spouse. And you need to do whatever that means. You just got to suck it up and do it. Marriage costs. As we read about um, marriage in, in the Bible, we understand that there was a bride price. That, that this reality that, that the, the guy wanting to get married would go to her father and, and they would figure out a price and he would pay for her to be able to join his family. So there is a bride price, as we read in the Bible. And, and you know if you're married, or have been married, marriage costs you some things, doesn't it? I, I believe marriage needs to cost some people the activities that they do with people that aren't their spouse. I've made it a priority that God is number one, Jen is number two, my boys are number three, and God's church is number four. And I figure I've got about 20 years to make my boys 
put my boys at the priority that they need me to be. And that means I don't go and do the extra things that a lot of guys do that are fun. And I don't miss it at all. And you shouldn't either. We need to have our priorities in a row. And it does cost us. But you know what? It's worth the cost. And if you don't trust me, ask somebody who's paid the cost if it was worth it. And ask somebody who didn't if it wasn't. And I bet they would agree with me in theory, even if not in practice, that it is worth the cost. Marriage demands. Uh, Our spouses demand some things. They can be comical years later. Right? Um, when, when God would lay out in, in the Bible, when we see covenants, there's this weird, really, there's lots of weird stuff in the Bible. But one of the things was when covenants would be made and they'd slice this cow in half and they'd lay it out, you know, and the blood's everywhere and, and they'd walk between it. And, and they, that was how they agreed. And that's, that's like the very edited version because we got like middle school kids in here this morning. No, I know, not for that, just for time's sake because you want to go to lunch early. But, but marriage demands things of us. And we need to be okay with that. Robert, marriage has demanded some things of you for the last, what, like couple of months or more that you weren't looking forward to. But it's worth it. Marriage demands things of us, and we need to be okay with that. Because our pursuit is not happiness in marriage, our pursuit is holiness in marriage. And it's okay if it demands things of us. Notice the word isn't uh, expects, it's demands. I think that's important. And that was one of Pastor Jeffrey's words, so I I think he really nailed it there. Marriage also gives. It's a selfless surrender to others, isn't it? And that's one of the things that isn't always easy. Selfless surrender. God set the standard in His relationship with us. This self, the idea of selfless surrender, this idea that, that um, marriage gives. And we need to be willing to give of ourselves in ways that aren't always comfortable. Uh, and then the last, last one you have there, marriage blesses. When, when I do weddings, I, I challenge couples to a lot of things. But I try to tell them that, that if they will honor God, if they will pursue holiness in their relationship with God and then in their relationship with their spouse, um, that their marriage will be a blessing to others. It'll be a blessing to the other. It'll be a blessing to your children if you should choose to have them. It, it will be a blessing to the community around you. And it'll be a blessing to God. God will be honored and blessed if, if, if we live our marriages in such a way that they are a blessing. I challenge couples to live their life. And, and when I do a wedding, uh, I, I give them a sacred journal. 
and, and it's filled with basically empty pages. And I challenge couples, and maybe this would be something for you if you're already married. Keegan and Alma, theirs may still be in a box. They moved yesterday, but they have one. Paul and Viviana have one. There's a handful in the room that, that have them. Um, if, if you live your marriage wholly to God, it will transform your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, organizations you're a part of, If we would get it right in our understanding of what marriage is to be, the world would not look at the church and say it's out of date, it's disconnected, it has no value today. I believe marriage alone could transform the way the world sees the body of Christ in our world today. And so with that in mind, this morning, if you haven't already, we're, we're going to uh, pray. It, maybe you need to come forward and, and pray with your spouse. Or maybe if your spouse isn't here or isn't willing, you could just still come forward. Or, uh, I would just encourage you to take a really hard look at your marriage. Is it holy to God? If you're not married, how could you help others pursue holiness through their marriage? Because those of us who are married need the support of everyone else to live this out. We're going to pray this morning. If you think that your marriage needs a refocus, pursue holiness put it on your prayer card bring it forward slide it slide it to somebody on the staff this morning this week we'll pray over it we'll follow up with you we'll help you find counseling if that's what's needed professionally if we're not good enough whatever it, it's important just as is last week and the weeks before parenting and be, you know, uh, being single at home, it's important. Will you pray with me? God, um, this morning isn't what uh, humans had planned. But your ways are greater than our ways. And I believe that you want to do something in the lives of those that are here. Lord, we believe from our understanding of your word that you are a God of covenant. That even though we have screwed up royally at times, even if one realizes that they're in that place, God, you, you're not giving up. You're a God of love. 
And though we can't comprehend it all the time, everything you do, we believe, is to have your creation ultimately restored into a right relationship with you. To be holy as you are holy, as Leviticus 11.44. And a lot of other places in your word tell us. God, I know that in our world, there are lots of debates about what marriage is and isn't. What it ought to be, what it ought not to be. And there's all kinds of arguments, and it's ugly, and, and in it, no one's being restored to the likeness of God. Father, this morning, as your church, We need to be set aside to you as holy. The way you created creation in the very beginning. We need to think correctly. We need to understand your thoughts. And God, often we live lazy or uninformed. God, and we need to worship you as you reveal yourself, Lord. We need to respond in ways that bring glory to who you are. So, God, this morning, help us to be holy in our marriage. Help us to be holy in our support of friends and those around us who are married. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. God, would you continue to do and do again great things in this place. And in the marriages that are represented in this place this morning. Lord, I pray for couples that need mentors in their lives. God, I thank you for placing godly parents in my life and in Jen's life. And I thank you for couples like Steve and Kathy Whitney, who for about 11 years have modeled Christ-like marriage to Jen and I. God, we need couples like that that can help. Help us through the times when we don't understand our spouse. When we don't understand the place of a God-focused marriage in a world that isn't that. God, I think of the memorial service I did this week the husband that they celebrated 51 years and I think of Lyman and Sandra who are about to celebrate 50 years and God, I think about other marriages around this room that 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 are lampposts and guideposts and, and God would you use those to encourage those who are married for a lesser time God would you help us to to use the wisdom of those who have been married and they've honored you with it 
to help those of us who will go through things that, that they've been through and they're far enough away that they can look at it with wisdom. God, would you stir up in this place a renewal of devotion, a covenant way of living, for your glory, for your sake, that you would be honored in the world that you created that has gone so far from where you created it to be. Lord, for the couple or couples in this room this morning that are struggling even look at each other or sit next to each other. God, they've become so sideways that they can't stand to feel the touch of the other. God, this morning, would, would, would their hearts be open to you? God, would you do a work in their life? No one looking around. If you're here this morning and you'd say, um, I, my marriage isn't, there's nothing holy about my marriage. But I think I would like it to be. If that's you, no one's looking around. Would you just look up and catch me eye to eye? I'd love to love to be able to pray for you. you to be at the center of our lives. Lord, help us to do the hard work to put you first. Put our spouse second. Children after that. The rest of the world after that. God, help us to be the people that you created us to be. Father, we love you this morning. I pray these things in your name. Amen. Let's continue our worship this morning. It's been a good morning. I think sometimes God... He orchestrates things and brings people to a place uh, perfectly timed for a reason. And I believe that's happened this morning. Our Lord has spoken through worship. He spoke it through His servant, through His word. I pray this morning that as we have uh, seen Him, you can actually be seated. 
Um, that as God has revealed himself this morning, that uh, you won't forget what he has spoken to you. The Lord has spoken to my heart this morning, and I, and I pray that he's done the same for you as well. I was thinking about students this morning as you were kind of consuming this, and I hope that you picked up on, our, on Pastor Chad's words, this, the, how serious that uh, marriage is. I think it, without a doubt, is the second most important decision that you'll make. First, following Christ, and second, who uh, you choose to follow Christ with for the rest of your life. And I'm, I'm praying for you, and we have a church that is praying for you in that decision as well. Um, if you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you're here this morning. And I got to tell you, we are not a church of, of perfect people, of perfect marriages. We are broken people that are desperate of God, in desperate need of God's grace. And we're so glad that you're here this morning. If, if, if you're a guest, there's a, a table that's just on the other side of this wall. And you can fill out some information, and we'd love to exchange some, some things with you this week. I'd also, if you were a guest with us this morning, I'd also like to say that uh, the skit that you saw earlier, uh, 95% of it was scripted, and uh, <laughs> Melanie and I are classically trained actors, and um, especially the parts about back hair, none of that is true anymore, and uh, you know... Uh, but uh, we are glad that you're here with us today. A couple of things that are happening. I actually got a text from uh, Pastor Jeffrey in the middle of, of service, and he just wanted to reiterate how disappointed that he is that he couldn't be here today. He also wanted to remind uh, us as a, as a community, as several have asked, there's uh, going to be a love offering on the 19th of May for the Penner family, so you can kind of make a, a mental note of that. On the 18th, there is a men's prayer breakfast, and we've had one of those uh, so far, and I'm going to ask Billy Long. He's going to come up, and uh, he's going to tell us. Billy, just tell us a little bit. What happens at these prayer breakfasts? Well, it's, uh, it's a lot of fellowship. Men, I'm, I'm talking to all of you. you know, right. I, don't, I don't know about what you heard this morning if it touched you, but I get to celebrate 12 years of my wife this morning, so that I really wow. heard a lot. You know. But, but men for real, it's about accountability, it's about us, it's about doing and saying and hearing and, and manly things and talking to other men that have been where you are and doing what you've done. And it's going to be some fellowship, there's going to be some tough questions asked, there's going to be some opportunity to discuss some tough things. But bring your son, bring your brother, bring a friend and come. There's no excuses, no reasons for not coming. You know, if, if your wife's got the car and going to work, let us know. We'll come get you. If you, it, you know, the Astros stink. There's no football on. So there's, really no, there's, really, there's really no reason not to come. Okay? It's, uh, it's breakfast. It's a good time. It's early, 8 to 10, two weeks, a week from next Saturday, the 18th. Okay, guys? So it's, we'll get you out early. It'll be worth the trip. Come. Okay? Cool. You got any questions? There's a, on the back of the communication card, if you want to just check, uh, you're going to come, your name, and email address, so we can communicate with you a little bit. If you've got any questions, Kevin and I will be out. The table on the left as you're leaving, any questions or, or concerns or anything, ask, okay? Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate you. Man, I feel like there should be some grunting going on this Saturday as well. And uh, is that happening in the gym? Yes. Cool. In the gym, two weeks. Guys, be there. Um, a couple other things. Ladies, on the left as you're, as you're leaving, uh, there are some cookbooks, I believe, uh, from the district uh, that uh, they're going to be out there to the left. And also there's a, there's a girls' event that happens on our district, a ladies' event, uh, that 
You do lady things there. I don't know what happens, but uh, there's no grunting there, I don't think. Uh, but uh, you can check that out. It's on the left. Miss Linda's going to be there. Guys are going to be there to tell you about the breakfast as well. Let's everybody stand up. It's been, a, it's been a great day. And I just want to, as we leave this morning, I just want to pray a, a blessing upon your family and just say as you go, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he protect your family this week. May he wrap a hedge of protection around your marriage, around your kids, around your homes. May you go in peace as we celebrate our Lord today.